Hey, B. Yes? Have you heard? Heard what? Winter is coming. Oh my god. Is Game of Thrones coming back? Are they redoing season eight? No, just regular winter. Oh. I'm going to need two things then. Warm feet and coffee in my belly. I think I got just the thing for you. Oh yeah? Yeah. We've got some amazing partnerships with two companies, Smartass Undies and Cafe Hacienda Rio. Smartass Undies is a small business committed to saving the planet and your mindset. They're engineered from recycled materials to produce sustainable and super comfy underwear and socks. Motivation is perishable and needs refreshing every day, just like your undies and socks. Every time I look down at my feet, I see words like gratitude and self-discipline and integrity, and it just keeps me going. Tell them about the coffee, Dante. Oh, I've got coffee for you. Cafe Hacienda Real Coffee from Costa Rica. This micro roastery is just outside of San Jose. We found it a couple of years ago when we were in Costa Rica. They small batch roast a custom blend of pea berry and Arabica beans. You can pick your roast type and whether or not you want it ground or whole bean. And then they will ship to order exactly what you want. Now we've got a couple of offer codes for our listeners for Smartass Undies. We have links in the show notes to get to the website. And when you, once you get there, you're going to use the code CHEATINGONFEAR10 for 10% off your order. And for the Hacienda Real Coffee, you're going to go to goldenbean.net and use the promo code COFCHR20 for 10% off your order. Kick Winter's ass. fear it is so today b i want to talk to you about something okay so on was it our second date i believe it was over text was it over text okay let me fill you guys in on 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 what we're talking about at some point fairly early on in our relationship b told me that she was a dancer now when that yeah, i used to be a dancer, used to be a dancer. not <laughs> that i was currently no. a dancer but but when you i don't know guys or people who date women out there when a woman tells you <laughs> she's a dancer she used to be a dancer okay she used to be a dancer <laughs> okay. i think those are two separate things <laughs> what kind of dancer do you think she's she's talking about well a classically you, trained ballet, ballet dancer y'all can't see me but i don't look like no ballerina no but instantly my sort of mind went to, oh my God, did she used to be a stripper? And then the second thought was, oh, that's amazing. She used to be a stripper. <laughs> so I, was I right? I used to be a stripper. Mm. I believe that over text it was a two truths and a lie. And I forgot and told you three truths. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how the game works. And I told you three truths instead. Yeah. Well, and you were like, oh my God, I hope those are all true. And they were. And they were all true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they were all great. I don't remember what the other two were. It doesn't matter. It Does it, though? Not anymore. Okay, so let's start at the beginning. Okay. How did you decide, desire, want to be a stripper? Well, I had been... I had 
spent one semester at university. I was in the wrong program. I was away from home. I was homesick. My parents had split up. Desert Storm had just happened. And, uh, which don't do any math. Out now there. you just dated exactly people, <laughs> are, people are trying to figure Nobody out. Nobody knows how old I am now. <laughs> and I, so I, I left school and went back home and I was kind of looking for a job. I, I didn't want to be in my program at university. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And really the only skills that I had at that time were basically secretarial skills, receptionist skills. So I landed a job at an auto collision place. And I mean, it's so interesting to me to think about that now and what the world is like now versus what it was like before. Maybe it's not that different. I don't know. I haven't had a, a receptionist job in a long time. But within the first couple of days at this collision place, I had been told I wasn't allowed to eat lunch on the floor with all the other employees because I was, quote, distracting to the male workers. Were you eating naked? I was not eating naked. No. <laughs> it's funny. That's a little bit of foreshadowing. <laughs> um, eating naked is a little bit weird. And also, I had been called into my boss's office at a certain point and asked if I ski because I certainly had the legs for it. Creepy. It was super creepy, especially since I was like 20. Well, I mean, being I was, 20 is not, that's not the creepy part. No, well, I was 20 and my boss was probably in his early 50s. What did this guy look like? I don't know. I blocked him out of my memory. It, he was not attractive. You know You know what he, he, when you tell me this story, it makes me think of like a very sweaty man with like a big paunch uh-huh. and like a Tom Selleck mustache. And his waistline is so big that he can't wear a belt, so he wears suspenders. So basically, the boss from F is for Family. Yeah. That yeah, guy. pretty much. Yeah. That Bill Burr <laughs> Netflix comedy. Yeah, that's that's what I think of. Right? Where, yeah, yeah he's, he's basically always eating a ham sandwich or something and smoking and... Constantly like, has a bucket of chicken wings Yeah, just desk. basically not long for this world in any sense of, of the imagination. W- w- am I right? I don't remember like I I it's weird that I don't remember what he looked like mm. he was because it wasn't something that I was kind of taking in he was my boss and right. he was more than twice my age probably almost three times my age and within the first couple of days of me on the job like you know it, it, it kind of blew my mind like he didn't even wait to kind of feel out what my sensibilities were and shotgun approach yeah I guess shock and awe shock and awe <laughs> And so... Nice desert storm. (laughs) Oh my God, that's two in like the first (laughs) five minutes. And so I quit. Did you? I quit the job with like within a week. I quit. And I remember even at 20, I was like, this is bullshit. Like, I shouldn't have to endure this kind of garbage. And I had worked for Kelly Girl for those, for the uninitiated. It was like basically a temp outfit where, you know, if somebody's receptionist or secretary was going to be off for an extended length of time and they needed somebody to just fill in that's what I did and I I was in a lot of different work environments not the least of which were like hospitals and and clinics and things like that and I never experienced anything like that nobody asked you if you had skier legs before (laughs) no Such a weird approach. It was very odd. It was odd. I'm like, how do you even know yeah, what mean, skier legs look like? Like, aren't they covered with like snow pants? Yeah, nobody skis in a bikini. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. Like, Only in beer commercials. Yeah. Wasn't there like the Swedish bikini 
Mm-hmm. Like skiing team or yeah, whatever. The, yeah, the Swedish bikini team. They weren't. No, they just were the they bikini just, team. They just did everything. The, the, their team was bikinis. That's that's what it was. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so I was just like, you know what? Like this is bullshit. I I don't what I don't know what to do. And and this was back in the day where you know you'd still get the paper and sort of look through you know job classifieds for jobs and stuff. I see like an 80s montage of you like red circling and calling and then being frustrated <laughs> and hanging up. Yeah, and... with like a pencil behind my ear yeah, and my and hair piled hair, up on yeah, top. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, sitting cross-legged on the floor, you know, <laughs> yeah. all of, you know, with, with a sweatshirt over my shoulder, yeah. all of flash dance, yeah. you know, yeah. And basically there was an ad for exotic dancers. They put an ad in the paper? Yeah. Wow. And I thought, I mean, I had had 12 years of dance training you know, ballet, jazz, tap. I loved music. I loved to dance. I wasn't, I wasn't a shy person. I was, I always seemed to be a little bit more, like even as a teenager, a little more sexually adventurous than my friend group. Mm-hmm. I'd been kind of like called out for it a couple of times too, which was like, like shamey called out. Yeah. Like, like why are you so, yeah. Like our friend group would get super drunk and then be like, you're such a slut. And it's like, Okay. And you're like, shut up, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, was, it was, you know, strange, like, to think about it now. And and it was like, the only difference between being a slut and not being a slut is what all your friends knew you did or didn't do. Right. Everybody was doing the same shit. It was yeah. just, yeah. So I was like, I wonder, I wonder if I could do this. Because, you know, like, again, you can't see me, but I'm not really built like what you would think of as a... A stripper. Is that you know, what or a, is that what makes an exotic dancer? Is it the titties? Is that the difference between a dancer and well, an exotic dancer? I think, you know, the the porn world and the stripper world was always a little bit it was like a Venn diagram of sex work, right? Yeah. Where you would get a lot of like you you have this mud flap type outline silhouette in your mind and that's kind of <laughs> i just got that was, like the kappa logo like the yeah, girl reclining yeah, yeah, yeah. the mud flap right yeah or what you see on douchebag pickup trucks yeah. like in the back window or something yeah pretty yeah. much right yeah. like where you you know you got the blonde hair and the big tits <laughs> and the you know and the skinny arms and legs and that's not really how i'm built i'm like five foot nothing but 100 pounds and like small boobies and a butt like that's that's about it Right? But yeah. a classically trained dancer. But a classically trained dancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apparently one hell of a personality. <laughs> right? <laughs> and a can-do attitude. That's right. So I... You applied? I thought, I'm going to try this out. And so see. was there like an online application process where you had to fill in they, like I an, think Excel, this, an no, Excel spreadsheet? No, no, no. No? <laughs> there, was like a, there was like a DOS uh, document. That an MS-DOS. <laughs> Windows 3.1. So it was basically a guy and his buddy who were... In a van in a parking lot? Like looking to sort of run strippers, I guess, right? And they would be like your driver and your security and all that kind of stuff, right? Okay, like they wanted... What a a racket. Where did you meet them? I met them at Tim Hortons. How sketchy is this? Well, I thought it was like safer. Okay, so a bit of background then for our listeners that aren't Canadian... Uh, I think we've talked about Tim Hortons before. I think they have Tim Hortons in the States. Only in a few states. Okay. If you live in like the Rust Belt, 
it's a horrible name, by the way, rebrand it. They have Tim Hortons there, like okay. Ohio, Michigan, that kind oh, of stuff. Okay, okay. But Tim Hortons is a coffee shop named after a... A franchise. Uh, like a franchise. It's a franchise. It's a chain. Like, a Dunkin', like Canadian Dunkin' Donuts, but named after a hockey, a hockey player, ice hockey player. Right. And okay. stripping in Canada is a little different than in the States there in that... Well, we'll get to that. Okay. So you go to a Tim Hortons to meet and you meet guys. dude and other dude. Dude and second dude. And basically it was just like, what am I, what do I have to do? And it's like, well, you know, we'll bring you to this club and, you know, get you to try it out. They call it freelancing and um, see how you do. And basically you would pay us to like cart you places and make sure nothing happens to you. So these guys were like auditioning to be your pimp. Basically. Or interviewing you. Yeah. To be their pimp. Right. Or for them to be your pimp. Yeah. Okay. And so I was like, okay, like, cause I didn't know how dangerous it was. Like, I was like, okay, I could probably use a ride and somebody to make sure nobody, nothing, nobody follows me home, right? Or anything like that. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you outgrew these two guys pretty quickly. Very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) You get the job, you're like, I don't need you anymore. I don't need you anymore. Yeah. No, I I think it, I, I, honestly, I think it lasted about twice as long as my collision place job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was like, time we part ways how'd you break the news to them did you call them in your office i think i was just kind of like you know what i'm good like i don't need and they were like all right like they weren't too shitty about it they were nice enough guys like they weren't they never tried anything on me or anything like that like they were like a weird it's it seems like they were sitting in one of their basements smoking weed one night and was like fuck you know what we should run strippers you know we should do do you know what we should do we should start a business. They're like, where oh, it's like protection. We totally got this, bro. <laughs> we should start a business, like where we protect strippers and drive them around, like pimps, except for strippers. Yeah, and it was a great idea. I think I was their one and only client for like two weeks, and that was it. But anyway, so I, I, <laughs> I'm just imagining like a massive like bong rip, like. <laughs> yeah. You know what we should do, dude? Yeah, oh yeah. Like all holding it all in, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, I got it. We love it. chicks. I totally have it, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. How do, how, do we get, how do we get to hang out with strippers? Mm-hmm. We'll get them before they're strippers. Mm-hmm. And we'll take them to the stripper right. place. The stripper place. <laughs> the stri- See, they're the high. Stripper, they don't know the what it's called. The stripper store. The stripper store. Yeah. So, so did, did they, you know, as as you know, agents to this world, did they okay. take you to many strip clubs? They too? took me to one. They okay. took me to one, and and I and was this an established joint? Yep, it had been there for a really okay. long time. So they weren't taking you to like some warehouse and you know, no, sketchy no, part no, of no, town. No, 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 no. They told me where where they were going to take where we were going, and and I had heard of that place before, and so you know, did, I was super scared well, did anybody know that you were getting in a car with two random no, dudes no one. you didn't tell anybody nobody no wow i know that was stupid that was a bit that sketchy. was kind of stupid yeah i i might have told my best this sounds friend. like the start of like a human trafficking movie <laughs> like liam neeson's gonna come in and like oh. i have a particular set of skills kind of thing right, right like right. yeah I, I i'm going backpacking in paris and i meet this really nice man yeah and and he shows me around and then sells me into sex slavery i know they didn't seem smart enough for that to be honest (laughs) like when i met that when i met them at tim hortons i was like all right you know okay how dangerous could these two yeah they're 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 teddy bears anyway so i went there and i was terrified like i and you know you've everybody's seen hustlers right there's there's a there's a 
a change room and a bunch uh, of girls in it. Bunch of girls in it. And and I told them it was my first time. And they were like, Oh, you know, it's fine. It's gonna be fine. Don't worry, just do your thing and and yes, stripping in Canada is different than stripping in the United States. So all of our strip clubs in the province that we live in serve alcohol. Mm-hmm. And all of the dancers mm-hmm. get fully naked. Correct. Yeah. So basically how, how it worked, you have a three song set. Mm-hmm. And the first song you just dance. And the second song you take your top off and dance and the third song you take the bottoms off too so usually the last song is like a slow song a little bit more you know okay right and so that was that was how you did it and i would you know before i went i watched a bunch of the girls do their thing and i was like no reservations no i was fascinated by it I was you didn't, fascinated you didn't get to song two and we're like, uh, all right. I gotta run off of here. My my titties are coming out. Like, no, yeah. It was, it was kind of like, get ready. okay, like I kind of, you know, it's it's amazing what applause does for your, for your. Was the club busy? It was. Okay, was so busy. what day of the week was this? Uh, I was, don't know. Was it a weekend? Or I like don't a, think I started out on a weekend, no. And the place was busy. It was busy enough. Okay. Like it was busy enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I wonder, I wonder about who goes to the strip club on a Tuesday night. <sighs> yeah. You know. You'd be surprised how many people are there every day and night of the week. We'll get into that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, so it was a smaller club. You know, I was there for, I would say maybe a, a month or two. And then they had like a contest. Like it was like a competition. It was like an in-house tournament of stripping, if you will. And I think I won like third or something. Okay. And they took Polaroids of all of us and put us up on the bulletin board in the front hall. Oh, wow. So most strip clubs have either an admission area where you pay a fee to get in Mm -hmm. and then like a co-check area Mm -hmm. and then security that like checks you, make sure you're not carrying any weapons. Do they? Yeah, they frisk frisk the guys. All right. Or to make sure you're not bringing in drugs or alcohol, whatever. They're just checking you out to make sure you're clean. In that like kind of hallway area, that's where they had. So you didn't yeah. even have to be. You could be some kid trying to get in underage and um, see like had, who was there. You had to get past the bouncer, but okay. So what ended up happening was I wasn't actually there when this happened, but our next door neighbor's boyfriend was there when I wasn't there and saw my photo Uh-oh. up in the in the hallway and told his girlfriend who told my mom were you naked in the photo no but it was clearly me okay yeah and so that was that was i mean if anybody's thinking that they can do any kind of sex work and get away with it for a long period of time you can't well that was that was that was even before like online stuff i mean you don't see that stuff now but well i was gonna ask you this but you brought it up i was gonna ask you this later Mm -hmm. we already said nobody knew you went to your audition no but your mom, you My didn't mom tell knew. your mom, your mom found out. She found out. And while you were stripping, was mm-hmm. that the only family member that knew what you were doing? My brother knew. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, man. My brother knew. And poor kid, like he's four years younger than me. And I would just like, guess what? I'm going to do this thing. And he was just like, okay. Like, he. <laughs> it's not like he was an older brother where he was like, I'm going to tell dad. Like, or, you know, he, he just, it, he wasn't Aww, like that. Oh, poor B's little brother. I know. He's super sweet. 
So, but that was like basically the only family member that knew. But once I got going, I told my friends. Like and my your friends dad knew. never, never. As far as I know to this day, he doesn't know. Like, can we tell him the next time we go over no. there? No. No. So B's dad, we just want you to listen to this podcast. <laughs> no. So I thought, okay, this is the time for me to move now because I can't risk this. Oh, it's so just... was this, was this club near where you were living? Yes. So... <laughs> I thought, you know what, I'm going to move to a larger club, a larger little further, metropolitan area, further away, where the neighbor's boyfriend is less likely to wander yeah. in. Yes, and so I moved to a, a much larger club. How many clubs at the time in our area do you think we're running? Because I can think of about four. Oh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. Probably between. Like we lived on either sides of a very large city. Yeah, a major city. Yeah. And I would say on the way to that major city from my end was probably half a dozen. Wow, there was a lot of, on, on that side. Because yeah. my side there was like... You had to basically... Three maybe? You had to go to the city. To, yeah, yeah, the city. Okay. And as you got closer to the border, there was a few more too. Right, of so course. So we're, we're within an hour of the border basically. Right. I moved... I didn't move to live, but just moved myself you commuted, commuted to work I in commuted a different work different a, metropolitan area yeah and this club was much much larger much nicer way more girls lots of bouncers like super super fun club. did you ever get that polaroid back no so it's still out there i'm sure it's not <laughs> no i'm sure it's not okay but this is where so this club was where i spent the majority of my career, I guess you would call it. And it lasted probably, I want to say, probably about three years. Okay. About three years. So at, this was a larger club. Mm-hmm. I've not spent a lot of time in, in strip clubs. I'm sure you've spent a lot more time in a strip club than I oh, have. Oh, yeah. So is there a VIP area? There was, yes. Is it called the Champagne Room? <laughs> It, not there, but no, they they called it the VIP room. But they just call it VIP. They don't have like like There's some no kind sex of in the clever. What is there? And there and, was no sex in the champagne room. Okay, <laughs> were there coworkers? Because I think I think as a patron mm-hmm. of strip clubs, I think what do they want to know? Well, I always saw strip clubs as a hustle. Oh, it's definitely a hustle. Like, it's a big hustle, right? Oh, yeah. The girls come up and, you know, they see that you're you're new in the room. And, and I watched so Hustlers and I was like, oh, yes. This and, is... and it's... I mean, except from the drugging and robbing them. But, okay. you know, okay. Well, not everybody can be Cardi B, right? She was not the brains of the operation. J-Lo was the brains of the operation, yeah. who, by the way, was 50 years old when she made that movie. And she looked fucking amazing. Yeah, looked if you great. haven't seen Hustlers... You should watch. Yeah, that came out. Did it come out earlier this year? Or was it last year? Last year. 2019. 2019. 2019, 2019, So good. So I always kind of looked at it as entertainment, but I'm sure there are a lot of people that figure if they spend enough money, they stand a shot with the stripper. Yeah. They think it's like dating. Right. Where if you buy them enough food and you buy them enough stuff, they'll be like, oh, you know what? Now you look like a boyfriend to me. And did you have coworkers who would on... Or off the job, fuck patrons, or do things like I guess not what I'm asking. On the, there is not, no. Go ahead. There is no sex in the VIP area because no. the bouncers would stop that. Correct. Shit. So those porn videos I've seen of stripper barebacks and like that's made up. That doesn't happen, or at least I mean, not in your experience. Not in my experience. I didn't see that. I okay. mean, th- no. Okay. Offsite, 
I think it happened. Uh, I never spoke to anyone directly who was like, hey, I'm going to go and fuck one of my customers outside the parking lot. They were very strict at that club, which was one of the reasons why I liked it there. We, we were all paid for the shift, every shift that we worked. And that was to keep us there for the entire shift. Mm-hmm. And then whatever tips we made. But And did you have to tip out anybody yep. in, in, in that? So how did that yes. work? We had to tip out the DJ. Okay. So... Yeah, so we, we had to tip out the DJ. But you had like a set order, like it's not like the yeah, people so he, who tipped the DJ more got on stage more. Um, no. No, okay. No, I mean, maybe he'd pay a little less attention to what you wanted. Okay. Because this place was amazing, like the 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 lighting system and they had, you know, little pieces of the stage that would move and there was like a fountain at the end of the, of the runway. And so there they were had, like stage shows that you guys had to yeah. do? Yeah. So okay. yeah, they had, there, there was two different poles. There was wind. There was like... Wind? Oh yeah. They had wind. They had everything. It was amazing. And so, you know, if you were someone who tipped out the DJ like you were supposed to, he wasn't, it wasn't extortionate, but if you were someone who would reliably tip him out... And like in that, like at the him. end of the shift or whatever. At you the end give of the shift, like, yeah. I, depending on de- like. Well, what, what was the dance in the days that you? And it varies even in this country. It varies from like in Montreal, the songs are well, up until quite recently. Songs were five or ten dollars. Yeah, they were. $5. Or dances were five or ten dollars a song. Yeah, it okay. was five dollars a song. Okay. The stage shows same thing. You would do your three songs. Okay. And then and then you know table dancing was something else. You would. You, and they didn't have lap dancing when I was doing it. Mm. So it was like you weren't supposed to. You didn't to. carry the tea towel to put down on the lap? Nope. And, uh, no, 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 okay. no. Okay. So, wow, um, great gig. Yeah. Yeah. So this was the thing. It, like I say, they were very strict because they didn't want their license. You know, they, they you could get their, your license revoked if you were caught. Like the establishment. The establishment. Not your exotic dancer license. No, no, no. That doesn't exist. It did. It did exist in the city that I was dancing before. Oh. But not in the in the city that I went to. Okay. It was a little bit of a cash grab by the municipality. For sure. For sure. Like, it's not like you have to take a stripper test like you do for driving. Like, it's a little bit like, <laughs> oh, really? There's like okay. a pole in a room. Yeah, it was like a fishing license. It was just a cash grab. You just, you know? it's, yeah. You were just, just fishing. You were just fishing for customers. But anyway... So yeah, if you were if you were tipping out the DJ, he might pay a little closer attention to what you wanted your stage show to look like, okay. and he would hype you up a lot more and that kind of thing. It was it was basically a roster that would just go round and right. round and round, right? As far as how many shows you did, and then you know I don't know what the other girls did, but for me, you know, you talked about it being a hustle. You know, you sit down and you know customers would want to buy you a drink, and if you took every single drink that customers wanted well, to buy for you, I'm sure you'd be hammered. Yeah, I'd be fall down drunk. Like, and, there's no way. And those drinks cost more for the for the like. If I order a rum and coke, I pay one price. But if I order you a rum and coke, is it more? No, no, it was the same. Oh, just in just in Latin America, just in Honduras. Oh, then. really? Yeah. Is that how they did it? If you yeah. bought a drink for a stripper, they would charge you more? Yeah, they'd be like, oh, I'm thirsty. Can I have a drink? And you're like, sure. And then you'd order them a drink and it would be like four times the price of, wow. of what a drink cost you. Yeah. See, I had, a little, I had a little different kind of thing. Like I said, I don't know if other girls did this, but all of the waitresses knew me and knew I had told all of them, I don't want alcohol in my drinks. So if a customer would order a drink for me, I would say, I'd like a Ryan Coke, please. And they'd go, okay. And they would bring me a Coke with a lime on it. Charge the customer for a Ryan, Ryan Coke. Coke. And then I could drink the drink. 
And I would take it with me so that they couldn't try and go, hey, there's no rum in here. I would just take it with me when I went and dump it or whatever it was. Who so got that, the money for the drink? What's that? Who got the money for the drink? Well, they, they would get the tips for that, right? That the, was, the waitresses would get the tip. Yeah. But you got nothing for when they bought you a drink? No, but th- this is the but thing. But they're like, paying for your time. They, oh, yeah. They're paying for my time. But they are the ones that, you know, the waitresses are like the eyes and ears of that club too, right? Mm. So if you're being treated badly or something's going down, they're going to be the one to go and grab a, a, bouncer, a bouncer and make right. sure that, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times customers will ask a waitress, could you get me someone right. for my friend or whatever? They'd come and get me because they were going to make money with me. Okay. So... Let's talk about the kinds of clients that you would, mm-hmm. the kinds of people that go to a strip club. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're not all young, wealthy, good-looking guys. Like Fifty Shades of Grey type guys? Right, yeah. Like, I'm sure there's not... Which I like, never watched, by the way. No, I never read I it. I think you're okay. I, like, I don't think there's a lot of, like, good-looking billionaire bachelors that are kind and you know what kind of what kind of what kind of of, like pretty woman for strippers right yeah Yeah. like you don't have richard gear showing up no i did have a couple i did have a few athletes and stuff show up pretty prominent professional professional athletes with like a shoebox of one dollar bills or like (laughs) well they would i mean they would basically have you they're they're the ones that would sit in the in the the vip room And they would just, they would pay you, you know, they would have you sit there for an hour or two. And our our rate for sitting at a table was $120 an hour. Okay. So not So about... they wouldn't just pay you in dollar bills. They would have you sit there for an hour or two and give you 250 bucks or whatever it was. Okay. So before yeah. we talk about what you would do yeah, in those so, VIP areas, so, what kind of people besides professional athletes, which I'm sure so wasn't then, happening on a Tuesday night. So you would have a lot of like... A surprising number of businessmen, right? Just, yeah. you know, entertaining clients and, and stuff like that. A lot of times you get that during the day. And by the way, the rumor about food at the strip clubs is absolutely true. Is strip it? clubs have the absolute best food ever. Seriously? Yeah. Who really do they good. have back there? I don't know, but it was really good. What like, kind of food? Like they would have a lunch at our place. They would have like a lunch buffet, but it was like really, really good. Oh my good. God. Please tell me that at the buffet... Some guy in a suit would be next to some stripper with their tits No, we out. weren't allowed. No, we weren't allowed to eat until the end, like once so lunch was about to shut down. So you're dressed. Okay. Yeah. No, you don't approach. The, we weren't allowed to just walk up and go, hey, how's it going? Like Sneeze guard, but titties yeah, out. Yeah. No, like no, 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 no. And then we would have, you know, then you'd have like the guys that are just out for fun. You'd have the bachelor parties. You've had the... You'd, and then you'd have like the lifers that are in there. They're in love with one of the girls and they're just there every single day. And, you know, you just, you have your regular clients that would just come in to see you. Or Were you surprised by the number of regulars that would yes, be in a club? I was. I was surprised. Because I could probably count on one hand the number of times I've been to a strip club. Yeah. And I can't imagine that being like what you do with your spare time. And that was a little bit problematic for me. It felt very exploitive mm. to me. I, I had a couple of people who were sort of regulars of mine that would come in and pay me to sit there and talk to them and all that kind of stuff. And I grappled with that a little bit because it was like, this is never going to happen, but I have to make it seem like it's going to. And, you know, I did, guess... Did the hustle bother you? A little bit, yeah. Because, like I say, it's... it's Not too much. Not that much. I mean, I was 20, you know, right. or 21. When I think about it now, it's like, eh, I don't know. You know, and then, and then if we're talking about customers, you know, it was kind of ironic that I moved from the club 
where I lived down to the metropolitan area because I'll never forget the customers that were my entire male graduating class Hmm. sitting in the front row because word had gotten out of what I was doing and where I was doing it. And so they had, they thought, you know what? Guys night. And they decided. Where do we want to go? Yeah. They all decided to go to the club where B is. Yeah. (laughs) Were they classy about it? No. No? They weren't. And it was like, this is why I didn't fuck any of you guys in high school. Because you were pieces <laughs> of shit then and you're pieces of shit now. Except one of them got left behind. So I ended up driving his sorry ass home. Uh, do you think he got like the high fives the next day? Cause, no. Because B took him home? I didn't take him home to my house. I took him home to his house and yeah, left but, him there. But nobody was there to refute his side of the story, right? <laughs> um, if you saw him, I think you would... Uh, there's no way that anyone b- would believe that anything happened. But yeah, so that was... That was kind of a, an interesting, you know, study. So are the stereotypes true about girls with various problems getting into? Are you referring to daddy issues? Daddy issues, substance abuse issues. Just what, what, what do you think, what mm. is it about stripping that, or, or the women that, and men do it too, but we're going to talk about it in the female context. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to the male side of things in a little bit. But what what do you think it is that brings us... Is there a certain type of woman that is drawn to, to performing like that? Or um, are there different types for different reasons? I, I, feel like, I feel like there's a myriad reasons why women will come to that. It's a, it, it's a very temporary job. Like it's not something that you would do... Over a long time. To pay your way through university. <laughs> yeah. I would tell people that. That's not what happened. But... <laughs> and they go, well, let me make a contribution to your tuition. <laughs> there were some girls that had drug problems, for sure. Was drug use common in the club? If it was, I didn't see a whole lot of it. Not girls in the dressing room doing lines No, and stuff like I, that? I, I never saw that, to be okay. to be fair. I, I never saw that. There were there were girls that would come from out of town. They would come a couple of times a year or a few times a year. Like feature dancers or just no no no. Well, we did have feature dancers who were also like usually famous in some way, famous or porn stars or something right. like that. That would be there for the week, and it was always great for us because more traffic. It was more traffic, yeah. And they were always so much fun to watch. Like they were, they were like good. the consummate professionals, mm-hmm. right? They had beautiful costumes and. They were like kind of, you know, I mean, it sounds a little bit like Pollyanna of me to say, but they were kind of larger than life, right? Like it was like, wow, look at you guys. Like they were like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, with the tits and the hair and the legs. And the, it was just like, wow. And I, I always felt like a little bit of a little kid hmm. in there, do you know? So that was kind of fun. But no, there were girls that would kind of travel around where they would, it's, it's, it's kind of like being the new girl. It's always good to be the new girl right. because it's like, oh, I've never seen her before. So they would travel around. And where would these girls come from? A lot of them would come from Quebec. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of the French girls. Yeah, and they were uh, rumored to be a little dirtier. Mm-hmm. Would be willing to do a little bit more. And like, no shade on on my Quebec sisters because they were lovely. But do you th- were they like blowing guys in the bathroom and stuff no, like that? No, I didn't see that. Like but I that said, was they, the rumor. Like that was the rumor that if if there were girls that were taking drugs or fucking their clients or whatever, it was the out of, like the out of towners that were doing that. It's easy right? to just point the finger at somebody who's not yeah. there all the time, right? No, exactly. Yeah. So and and some of them were just, you know what? Some of them were like me, where they were just, you know what, trying something different. It was something fun to do. It was easy work. Mm-hmm. You know, you could make a lot of money doing something you enjoyed like I loved 
the energy of it. I loved the music. I loved talking to all the people. I, I kind of loved, I, I did like the hustle of, it's like closing sales all the time, you know? Sure. But so. you're half naked while this is going on. Yeah. But so what? And the types of guys that would come to these places. There were all types of guys. All types. All types of guys. To, you know, I, Other than that graduating class, <laughs> did you ever see anybody else that you knew? I'm sure that I did. I didn't know a lot of people. Like, were you worried that, like, one of your dad's friends would show no, up there or no, something like I that? I wasn't. No, it was, and, pretty, it was pretty far away from And no where boyfriends I was. or friends of boyfriends or anything like that? Well, I had a boyfriend at the time. Okay. And for some of it. And yeah. was he aware of what you were doing? Oh, yeah. Okay. I actually met him in the first club I worked at. Okay. Yeah. And was, did you did you ever date was, anybody else? He was, he was a horrible person. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't. You I never, never dated, dated a client. I never dated anybody I met in there. Or... Did, no, but I mean, did you ever date anybody you worked with? No. No. Okay. Did you fuck anybody you worked with? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you? Just... <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be either one time. The, it's gonna either be the owner, the manager, the DJ, or the bouncer. Yeah, I. You know what? I had sex with the DJ one time. Okay. Yeah. In the DJ booth? No, in the tanning room. There was a tanning room at yeah, the club. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and I, I, I believe I still had a boyfriend at the time. So yeah. I was fucking the DJ and cheating at the same time. Now, do you think? Do you think that this history of yours being a stripper mm-hmm. at all contributes to this? consensual non-monogamy that you find yourself in now i don't know uh hmm. i think it allows me to be comfortable in some of the environments that we find ourselves in you are very comfortable whenever we are in an environment where you can be naked you don't seem to have any trouble no we didn't both of us took an online bdsm quiz where it kind of asked us all kinds of questions about what we like and what we don't like Mm mm-hmm and I came out a hundo percent exhibitionist. Yeah, which was not surprising to no. either of us. At <laughs> not all. at all. And then hundo percent voyeur. So mm-hmm. I, I like, I like. You love showing too. and watching. And watching. And so, but I, it definitely made me more comfortable being naked in public spaces. Mm-hmm. Public, as far as like not like you know I mean, downtown, but in a group environment or something like that. I've, I've never. And actually, we're going to do an episode on going to sex clubs and, and mm-hmm. stuff. And Which may never reopen again. We're not sure. <laughs> well, we'll see. At this time in like late if night May. Clubs do, when nightclubs do, they Yeah, they'll open but, up as well. But, you yeah. know, I think it did allow me to become a lot more comfortable with myself. I find a lot of people are, are worried about being naked or mm-hmm. partially naked. or And it's not like, you know, it made me wear cl- next to nothing all the time. Do you know? Like, right. I don't like think... you weren't more revealing or promiscuous in your... I don't think... It, I don't feel like it made me more promiscuous. Okay. I, I, <laughs> like, in fact, I think it made me kind of a little bit less because you start to see like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, guys are exhausting sometimes, right? And you just kind of, you're just... it. I think it made me a little pickier actually about who I dated. Really? Yeah. Because you see these perfectly, what you, what seem like perfectly normal guys. Right. And then you see the way they behave in a strip club and you're just like, wow, I can't date you because you're like, because you're an asshole. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, guys like that, you just kind of, yeah. So the reason, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love this story and I love, I love hearing the evolution of B <laughs> and your origin story. But the main reason we wanted to do this episode was not just a big giant humble brag, but you learned a lot through your time stripping i did what do you think were 
the top three things that you learned about yourself from your time as an exotic dancer? That's a great question. (laughs) I would say that I learned to love my body. Mm -hmm. I feel like I learned how to express myself a lot more as far as what I wanted, what I didn't want. I've always been a sensual person. And that gave me a real opportunity to delve into that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. The fact that I could be scared to do something and try it anyway. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the first time that I really tried something that I was really scared to do. And then I did it and it was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. And to not have to fit into a mold of what people think of a stripper or anything Right. I, I didn't have to fit into that mold. I could be myself and still do this thing, even though I didn't look like a porn star or look like what a stripper was supposed to look like or what I thought a stripper was supposed to look like. And you could still be really successful at it, that I could do this job and it didn't have to take me over and it didn't have to. I didn't have to be damaged to do this job. Right. You didn't get it's not like you started as this like ingenue and then spiraled down this hole of drugs and fucking clients and doing stuff like that. Like, that's not the trajectory that, that, no. that you took in, in stripping. And I think there's far more girls that don't spiral down. That just kind of, it's a point in there. It's a time in their life and they enjoy it. And then they move, move on. Then where does know? that stereotype come from? If you think most men. strippers don't. I think that a lot of men now, is this like strippers a... as kind of dirt squirrels like is this is this do you think this comes from those those types of clients that you see in clubs that are there to like quote rescue the stripper from this poor life that she has i think that's part of the hustle i think they i think a lot of women kind of make it seem like they need to be rescued that they're damsels in distress Uh, and they just need the right man to set them straight and if only you bought one more dance like they could get enough money to get out of the racket And, and and the truth is most most of those girls that I knew at that time were damsels in control. They were not damsels in distress. And I mean, they it, were, they knew exactly. It, it's the right it, kind of damsel to be. It taught me how to read people. Okay. So I was give big... them And give them what they wanted. Right. You know, some people wanted a sweet little girl next door. Somebody wanted somebody a little bit more sexu- sexual and flirty. And, and some people wanted somebody to listen. And some people wanted... You know, great sales training, and that's yeah. not where, you, and that's not the career that you ended up in. But no, not even close. I mean, I, everybody, everybody is selling themselves in some way, right? right? Yeah. And I learned a lot about men. What did you learn about men? Tell, tell, tell me about men. Well, I mean, if you think about, like, there was kind of we're simple creatures. You're very simple, and simple doesn't mean stupid. By the way, I don't mean simple like dumb. Some of them are dumb, but simple as in, and and just like. I, I don't think women are a lot different. Men want to be desired. They want to be doted over. Mm-hmm. They want to be appreciated. They want to be complimented. They want like they want all the, they want to have that. And to have a beautiful woman tell them that they're amazing and laugh at their jokes and all that kind of stuff. It it really didn't take much to make them feel better. Right. Right? Or to feel good, to give them a better day, right? It sounds kind of like, you know, the stripper with a heart of gold, but 
I was. You were. And Sounds then, like you were. And then and then there was, you know, and you had assholes too that like sure. would try to try to touch you or grab you or whatever. But that's when you give like some kind of secret sign to the bouncer and And the bouncers, those were like the knights in shining armor. I feel like they those were, are the guys you want to have on your side. They were and especially where I was, like they were big and they were scary and they did not appreciate their girls being treated poorly and they would they, they, they would, would fuck those guys up pretty well i never saw them beat anybody up no but they wouldn't but take any shit they would vigorously remove them did they have any like any special training or were they just was i don't it just know. like roadhouse i don't think it was pretty much like roadhouse there was one guy that like the, basically the head bouncer and he had like a lot of martial arts training and stuff like he was that. a blue so, belt in karate I don't know what the belts are, but but he. But That's fairly. I don't even know if there is a blue belt. But I don't even sound know. Very I, don't high. know. <laughs> I don't know, but he was like the Patrick Swayze of, of the the strip club, right? I want to be was, Sam. He What's was his the name? Dalton. Oh yeah. What's his name? Why are you doing that? To I'm me? sorry. I only don't saw. I only saw. I was like today years old, less a couple of months when I when you saw Roadhouse, saw Roadhouse <gasps> for the first time. That's right. That was the yeah. first time you saw Roadhouse. Oh my god, it's my guilty. And that movie. Sam. Sam. What's his name? Sam. Like the, the actor's name. I know that you're killing me. Oh, you can't do it. No. Patrick Swayze's like mentor. Yeah. That's who I would like to be. Do you think that your career as a stripper was an average length, above average, below average? Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Oh my Great God. voice. So, I want Sam Elliott's voice. So sexy. Miho. <laughs> you're like, is he Patrick Swayze's dad? No, Mr. Literal Spanish guy. He's not. <laughs> well, I don't know. When an actor set, starts speaking in Spanish and I understand it. But I, it's like, but he it was basically the, the, the equivalent of him saying... I was calling him son, right? Cerveza, por favor. Like Miho. Miho. It was like, if you were having a shitty night, they would make it less shitty. Right. You know? And then you had like... The owners and the managers and the DJs, basically. And they were they were good to them. They were good to you if you were good to them, kind okay. of thing. The manager was really funny. I he, always picture like a strip club manager as like, like a casting couch sort of thing. Like you've got to like was, dance for him no, or fuck no, 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 him no. or something like this that. Guy was like, this guy was like, honestly, he almost seemed like a gamer nerd. Bigger guy. Like and the guys you that you answered the ad for, but actually a little bit smarter. Absolutely. Yeah. There okay. you go. Uh, yeah, a little nerdier. Oh, a little yeah. nerdier, okay. And every week I would go in there to get my check for my shifts and he'd be like, the fuck are you doing here? He was really salty. He was mad because he felt like I was too smart to be doing what I was doing. Only dumb, he felt like only it, dumb broad should be doing Well, dancing. he felt like I was being lazy. Like, he, like you could be doing more with your life Yeah. And what are you doing here in this club. Yeah, right. basically. And he would admonish me every single week. Okay. And he'd be like, you know, it's sort of like Goodwill Hunting, you know, where it's like one day I want to like open the door and you're not there because you've gone to, you know, fucking go to Harvard or some shit or whatever. But every week... Canadian Harvard. Every week he would go in, I would go in and he'd be like, the fuck are you doing here? Like, I don't want to see you here next week. I don't want to see you. Take your fucking check and leave. And leave. And go, never come back. Go and fucking do something with your life. And Just then, go. And then next week you would come back. What do and you think happened the week you left? I don't know. I want. I, I feel like... I want to think that he kind of like smiled to himself and nodded like, fuck yeah, that's... That's the way shit's supposed to go, you know? Fade to black, movie ends. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> Who would play you as a stripper if they, oh, if, wow. they if, if that was if they now? did a, a biopic of your life? Right now? Well, Jennifer I mean, Lawrence. J Lie. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
little Katniss Everdeen up in there. Yeah, yeah. Katniss yesterday, stripper today. Like okay. I, I feel like she could pull that off for okay. sure. Jennifer, if you're listening, I will give Hit you an up. exclusive. Oh my what's god, our, what's our Instagram if she wanted to if she wanted to hit us up at cheating on fear at cheating on fear and our Twitter is at cheating on fear too. Okay, cool. So yeah, um, please hit me up, J Law. Please, yeah. you, you could kill <laughs> we'll that. Do, we'll do something together. Yeah. So before we wrap up, mm-hmm. is there anything else in your experience as a stripper that you kind of wanted to put out to the audience? Yeah, it's worth it's it's worth stripping for a little while so that you can like do it for your boyfriend later. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> worth that. It's so worth that because on our on on what was our second date? Yeah, our sh- second date. You you danced for me. I did. Yeah. Oh my lord. Yeah, and so, then and then actually not that long after that, about a, well, I guess about a year later, we went to a strip club together. We did. We went. We went to uh, Montreal. In Montreal, we went to in one Quebec. of went to one of the premier premier sort of strip clubs in in you know in the downtown area of Montreal, mm-hmm. and that experience was interesting. It was. I was very excited to go there with you. I don't. Was, I was super excited because I mean this was your world, and yeah. and I was like. I wondered if they could tell or if you'd be able to like hustle the hustlers or <laughs> it was fun like it was fun and sad all at the same time. That stage show for that bachelor oh, was man. horrific. It was horrible. They they got this poor guy up on stage and I that is something I never saw when I was working. Okay, quickly, what kind of stage shows did your club have? Because we, we can compare that to the Montreal okay, stage show. Okay, we actually had a okay. We had it was a two level club. And on the second level, and it was open from the floor to the ceiling. Okay. And on the second level, there was a glass shower. Okay. Big enough for a customer and two strippers. What dudes got naked and got in or got into their underwear and got in the shower? Bachelor party dudes. Seriously? Used to be. He didn't. They didn't get naked. They were in their underwear. Okay. Yeah. They yeah, got well, down to their underwear. Yeah, we yeah. were naked. But still in their underwear. So you're, so the DJ would call you up and go, look, these guys want a shower show. Do you want to do a shower show? And you would get like, I think it was like a hundred bucks for a shower show. For like, what? Like three one songs. Song, three songs. Three songs. That's a, that's a decent return. It was good. It was good. Did you so, do many of those? I did. Yeah. So basically you and another stripper would take this guy into the shower and get him all wet and lather him up and Rub lather yourselves him. up. And yeah. Oh yeah. And, and come and, out clean. And send him out with wet underwear. Soaking wet underwear. Sorry, fiance. <laughs> but anyway, when we were in Montreal, they had this poor bastard oh my God. up on this the stage. This poor guy. They, I think they tied him to the pole. They, they tied him to a chair. To a chair, okay. They took his pants off. Yes. They took his belt out of his pants. Yes. And then beat him with well, it. Well, they put him on the ground. They put him face down on the ground and beat him with it like he would have strap marks across his ass yeah wet underwear is the least of his concern <laughs> it was like we were watching it just agape just like, like oh my ugh. god oh my dear lord yeah they were they were humiliating him humiliating yeah it was a humiliation show yeah and of course his buddies were like yeah it's amazing so i was super excited because i i wanted to kind of i hadn't been in a strip club in a really long time and i wanted to see what it was like how different it was and so we got dressed up. We got dressed up. Took an and Uber. we went. Yes. You know, you saw the the regulars in pervert row or mm-hmm. the front row as they call it. And I wanted to get you a dance. And so we sat back and watched for a while and I approached one of the dancers and asked them to dance for you. And she it and this was a I thought this was really interesting because 
you do get very close to the other dancers. I mean, you're all in the change room, like you're all naked together. I mean, there, there was never anything weird that happened in there either, but oh, you were really? all really, sorry, I don't want to wreck it for oh. you. Um, but we were all like, everybody was like super supportive. You'll like this story. Whenever somebody got like a new set of tits, they would come in because they'd have to be off for a little bit while oh, they that happened, up. That happened in banking too. And then they'd come All in the and they'd go, oh my God. And they'd go, look, look. And everybody would touch them and like, go, oh my God, they're beautiful. And Did anybody motorboat them? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you happy now? Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. me happy. So, but you, I think that was kind of my first experience in like female, like real female bonding. Right. Because... There was a very small group of women who would understand what your life was. You and, know? and women, and we'll get into this in later episodes, but, mm. but in upcoming episodes, but women are shitty to each other. They can be shitty to yeah. each other. But these women, there was very little backstabbing that went on. Like it was a lot of, there. you know, we were all, again, very much like hustlers where they would all just kind of like make fun of people and like let off some steam and just, you know what I mean? So that we could all go back out and do what we needed to do. So, you know, approaching a stripper to say, you know, could you please dance for my friend? And I don't know what normally happens if, but they seemed very trepidatious about dancing for you Mm -hmm. while I was sitting there. It was a pretty PG dance. Yeah. And I was kind of like, it's cool. Like whatever. And then I asked someone to dance for me. I asked one of the girls to dance for me. Did you ask her or did I ask? I asked. I think you told me you wanted this girl to dance and I went and I asked her to dance for you. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could have gotten away with just sitting there and letting you find your own stripper. <laughs> well, I chose my own stripper. You did? Well, I chose, I chose my stripper too. Yeah, I, yeah. In consultation with you because... Well, I was like, like, how about this one? How about yeah. this one? How about Is this, this one? one cute? Yeah, yeah. Is that one cute? She's cute. Yeah. And... The dance that I got was even more PG than your dance. Like, she danced for me like I was... Like, if she touched you for too long, she would get a burn? Like the bat of of acid on Rick and Morty. Like... Great episode. (laughs) Like, she she didn't want to do... And I I kind of felt like, this is the last opportunity here. Like, I don't have a dick for you to worry about. Like, why don't you... Play this up a little bit. And she was she was kind of like, I don't know what to do. She didn't she know, didn't what, know to what to do. You know what? She probably hadn't danced. There's a chick who's probably not bisexual who's never danced for a girl before. I don't know if didn't you need know to be bisexual to, to dance for a girl. But No, it just but if you like... are, then you know what a, what kind of things turn a woman on. Because she yeah. was dancing for you like you were a dude. She was. And she was avoiding my crotch area like I had a 12-inch dick. You Which I do in my head. If you if you had a dick, that's the kind of BDE you have. <laughs> that's the big dick energy that B has. If she had a dick, it would be a baby arm. That's what it Aww, would be. Aw, that's so sweet. Yeah. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> Dante, I love you. So yeah, so that that was kind of an interesting. It was interesting, and then I missed it. Like I wanted to get up. Like I found the stage shows were a little lackluster. Did you want one? to dance when I you did, were there? I did. And they, you, you were waiting for wanna... the DJ to be like, oh, hey, if there's any ladies in the house who'd like to get up, it's uh, amateur <laughs> night. Like, please let it be amateur night, please. Yeah, no. And he didn't. And so I didn't. What was the best part of the club for you? The best part? Of that of, of Montreal. I have. Oh. Mm. I wonder if we have the same thing. I don't know if I had a favorite part. I was... I, I was I'm not going to lie to you. I was a little disappointed. Yeah, I expected it to Actually, be a little racer. Okay, all right. I'll tell you the best part of going to that club was the sex we had afterwards. That was the best that part. That was excellent. That was excellent. <laughs> I don't know if that counts as like sure. part of the club. I mean, 
It was a beautiful Airbnb that we had, yeah. and we just like we destroyed it. Were we alone that night? Yeah, we were. Yeah, okay. So yeah, we. Yeah, we, your cousin showed up the next day. But anyway, wow. what was your favorite part? Well, we came up with a new scent while we were there: Montreal stripper cream, <laughs> which basically smelled oh like my, vanilla cupcakes. That's right. She smelled like cupcakes, and I I made it my mission to find a body cream that smelled like vanilla cupcakes, and I found one. And you did. Yeah, it's called Cake. And it and yeah and every time you put it on it's like oh Aww. Montreal <laughs> bagels and strippers. Can I ask you a question? I know you were, we were talking about wrapping it up, but I, yeah, we're I'm not, we're, I'm not we're getting we're getting a little. I'm long. not ready. Okay. Can I ask what you thought when I told you that I used to be an exotic dancer? I was titillated, and went yeah, that totally makes sense, <laughs> because you're such a sexual person, mm-hmm. and you're sexually very confident that it only makes sense that you had that in your background and when we did things later like visit sex clubs and things like that you were always way more comfortable and confident in those environments certainly in the early, in the first times that we went than I was mm-hmm. and I am certain that your history as a stripper is part of that mm. Any downside? Any neg- like any negative thoughts about that? Like, uh... well, I mean, you know, the only downside would be what other people might think about about that. But fuck them, because the upsides are awesome. You move incredibly sexy. I can have a lap dance, and I get to fuck the stripper at the end of it. <laughs> there's there's always sex in our champagne room. That is true. That's right? true. We, yeah, sex in your in your craft beer room. Sure. <laughs> Not a whole lot of champagne in your beer. Not a whole room. lot of champagne in my in my spirits room. Yes, that's for sure. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I that that's that was always a, a difficult thing to sort of bring up. I kind of felt like you were the kind of person who would appreciate my although, exotic dancer past. Although you waited a long time to tell me what your stage name was. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reveal that here. But You're not gonna reveal your stage name no. over a pseudonym. No. Okay. All right. Sorry, yeah. guys. You're gonna have to wait for that. Yeah. No, not today. No, no. Not no. today. Because people are gonna be like, "Oh my god, I remember her." Yeah, no. Uh, but they're still not gonna know who you are. They're just gonna be able to put a face to the name. What if it's my graduating class? Fuck those guys. You know what? If any of you guys are listening, thank you for listening, and fuck you as well. <laughs> I think that's a great place that's to end great. it. <laughs> middle fingers all around that's right that's right (laughs) all right thanks everyone so as b mentioned you can follow us on the various socials where are we on socials right now on instagram at cheating on fear on twitter at cheating on fear and if you enjoyed the podcast give us a thumbs up and a review that's always helpful for us any other feedback is great because we would love to know what you would like to hear or what you'd like to hear us talk about so thanks for listening thanks everyone bye dante bye b (laughs) 